Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the show, I'm talking with our president and CEO, Brian Schubring, about how our learning community, which is part of our core process of professional services, further embeds the language of strengths within an organization. You're embedding the language of strengths. You're, you're giving someone the chance to say, here's how they show up for me. And now I'm repeating that story of strength through the remembering of that image. That's the whole idea behind a learning community. If you aren't already familiar with the learning community, it's a culminating team experience that integrates strengths learning, one-to-one conversations, and thoughtful observations shared through a visual narrative. Brian and I go in-depth about how we do this in a team setting. We also share some tips about how to replicate this on your team, as well as demonstrate in real time how you might use an image to help others better understand your themes of strength. So keep listening. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. So let me tell you a short story about my son to get started. He's four and a half and starting to get into building with my old Lego sets. I kept them in remarkably good shape, except that the instructions, they are long gone. Now, a few months ago, he and I were trying to build this pirate castle thing. I'm not really sure what it was, but we were trying to build it simply from looking at the pictures on the front of the box. It was not easy. Actually, we couldn't figure it out at all. We got super stuck. And desperate to finish the project, I googled the number of the set and actually found a PDF of the original instructions. Not only were we able to complete the castle, but I was reminded of just how complex Lego sets can be. There are a lot of little pieces that you have no idea are there, some of them critical to making the whole thing come together. Recently, I bought him his very own Lego set. It was a T-Rex. Actually, you could build three dinosaurs from this one set. It was pretty cool. But it was way too complicated for him. But I had a really fun time playing with it. And the intricacy and level of detail was remarkable and much more complex than the old sets I remember playing with in the late 80s and early 90s. So when Brian and I sat down to talk about the learning community... I use this metaphor of building Legos with my son. It's like, when you get your StrengthsFinder results back, you see five words on a page. And like looking at the Lego box in the toy store, you understand only a fraction of what's really going on. Your StrengthsFinder results represent quite a bit, but at least initially, they're pretty static. You read your results, or the results of a team member, but those definitions don't tell the whole story. It can be helpful in understanding how a person is built, yeah, for sure. But like trying to construct an entire Lego set by only looking at the picture in the box, you only get so far before you get stuck, and you need to dig a little deeper. A strength is understood far beyond what the definition says. That right. The behaviors of the strengths can work together, and every strength has different behaviors that work together in different ways. You just have really no idea until you begin to talk with someone. I think that's one of the reasons why the learning community is so important is it comes after we've had a conversation. So we're able to teach back to this group what it is that we've learned through the conversation. That's Brian again. And as I mentioned, the learning community is a shared experience that reinforces the language of strengths. It's meant to extend the strengths conversation and the strengths experience long after our consultants have left a site. Speaking very practically, what Leadership Vision does is we take all of the notes and observations from our one-to-one conversation and we use them to draw an image that best represents how those themes are working together in that person. These pictures are what extend beyond the experience. And people seem to really love them. People get really excited about the learning community 
usually because they've seen those pictures. They've mm-hmm. they've read one of our blogs. They've seen it in one of our articles. So they've they've seen that visual image that we have drawn, and they really want to want to know and become very curious on well, how did you get there? Links in the show notes will lead you to the blog post Brian mentioned if you want a visual example. We're not artists, but we've gotten a lot better at visually representing how someone's strengths may be working at that moment in time. Usually, the first question people want to know is, how did you get to that image? We're listening through the conversation, but we're also paying attention to the strengths, how we're hearing those strengths, but we're also paying attention to some of the the images and ideas and experiences that someone is sharing. Mm while they're telling their story. So we don't even have a script for the one-to-one conversations. We're simply talking about maybe how someone um, is working on a project at home or what they're doing at work. And that typically then goes into some childhood experiences, which we're shaping and developmental in their impact. We are listening for maybe some people's interests and their hobbies, what they do with their families. How they go on vacation. How they go on vacation. Yep. Yeah, because usually it's within those Activities, those things that we freely choose to do, that we discover a person's greatest um, explanation or a greatest mm. display of how their strengths are actually working together. We draw out these stories of hobbies and personal interests because it's so easy for individuals to talk about those things. People think they are completely different at home from work, but we have found this isn't typically the case. If we are able to communicate, like maybe somebody has a knack for rebuilding engines. Um, that's what that person is doing on the weekends. They're doing that, that activity in their garage. But then when we explain that to someone within their work context, in their professional context, by telling this story, others will recognize the behaviors that this person right. is displaying by putting this engine back together. They'll say, well, I see that every day at work. So we had a conversation the other day with someone where uh, she was someone who grew up uh, and was a competitive sailor. And so she was like a certified captain. Okay. Yep. And so we used the image of sailing and what it takes to be the captain of a boat. And so how she has to read the wind, how she has to read the waves, the, the ways that she has to clearly communicate with the people that are helping her sail because she's uh, teaching people on a larger sailing vessel. And so when we began to share that experience of how she communicates, the details that she's thinking about, the specificity with which she communicates, and maybe even the the force that she uses in communicating, people were recognizing those behaviors in the workplace. They were able to say, yep, she has that kind of specificity in how she explains to us what's needed. Uh, There's an urgency to her language, like we have to turn a different direction. And people really made the connection quickly, which was surprising to us, but then not surprising because that's kind of what the learning community is about, is taking something that comes from someone's life, someone's experience, and putting that story into the workplace and letting the individuals say to themselves, oh, I recognize that. I see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I should probably back up a little bit here to give you the full visual. We create the images on two-by-three-foot post-it note poster paper. About 40% of the page is covered with the image we've drawn, and the rest includes the names of the participants' themes and writing from other team members after they record their observations. After the engagement, participants will hang the posters on their office wall or their cube wall, or they'll take a picture of it and frame a smaller version. It's an amazing way to create dialogue around what makes you strong. We really want to get people off of that page Mm off of the definition that they've read. Um, And we believe that that is just the starting point, that that's the beginning of understanding your strengths. What we want to do with the learning community is to kind of like extract people away from that definition, the word definition, to something more visual. 
Mm-hmm. And that, to, to me, is one of the more powerful things of what we're doing. We can expect people to remember their top five strengths, maybe to explain what they might be. But some, sometimes that's a more difficult ask. We have found that it's much more easy for a person to remember an image and to tell a story about strengths through the image than it is for them to remember the five strengths. So we had um, an event that we did a while back, and I remember that we had drawn an an image of a firefighter putting out a fire. Hmm. And so we had the strengths integrated into that image, but we told the story of a firefighter and the qualities of that. People remember that image and how that story represented the person much more than the five strengths. That's why. The learning community comes after a day of education where we talk more philosophically about strengths, as well as teach all 34 themes of strength. And also after the one-to-one conversation. It comes as a culmination of our core process, but it doesn't end there. And sometimes these images get used over and over again by teams in all sorts of different ways. After we've taught this, we oftentimes come back and begin to work with the teams. And some of the things that we ask them to do is to bring those images back, whether it's on that huge post-it note Mm -hmm. or whether it's in a smaller frame, and then teach back to the group. Um, right. how it is that they would interpret that picture and how things have changed since then. We're allowing people to put things back together mm-hmm. and put language around that that sounds more like them than when, when we told the story. And the beauty of these experiences is every time they retell it, they're reminding themselves of their strengths. They're reminding themselves of how the behaviors show up and are showing up differently each day and how they evolve, but also reinforces this. When we draw that image, it's like a screen capture or like... Um, it is like a snapshot. It's just sure. a moment in time. Yep. And so we draw that picture and we know that if we were to have that one-to-one conversation again with someone three months after the initial one, we draw a completely different picture. Mm-hmm. Or if you talk to somebody and drew a picture, then I talk with them, it would also be a, a different picture. And that's the unique part of this is this is dynamic. Strengths yeah. are not static. And these images can be captured, recaptured, told, the stories told, the stories retold over and over again. We believe that strengths are shaped by the forces of context, relationships, and life experience. They're dynamic. They change. Maybe not at their core, but they can change in the way they show up for you over time. Oftentimes people come to us and they say, I'm a different person at home than I am at work. I'm a different person than what I was in my 30s than I was in my 20s. And we would we'll hear that and I would really say, are you a different person? Or are the forces of context, relationship, and experience influencing how your strengths show up? And so when we think about maybe that's good how we responded to an academic environment when we were in grad school or when we were in college, mm. or what it was like when we were in relationship with someone or our relationship to our family when we were in our 20s, those forces of the relationships that are around us are going to influence how we show up. They're going to influence the different strengths that may be dominant or the different behaviors within the strengths that are being dominant. And so what we're doing in a learning community is we're taking a capture, an image capture, and telling a story of how strengths mm-hmm. respond and adapt. And someone go through one of these experiences and and she chose, um, if, if you can visualize the tulip fields in Amsterdam or outside of oh, Amsterdam. Sure. So you have rows of red yep. tulips, rows of yellow, rows of blue. And so she had this extremely vibrant and highly detailed image of like there's, there's the windmill in the background and then there's these rows of tulips finely planted, organized, everything. And so what, what she was communicating is that through her strengths of individualization and discipline, like she sees the individual tulips, 
She sees the rows. She sees the structure of the rows and the colors. But that was her saying, I need to see the people where the people go in the context of that country. Um, by that city with the windmill in the background, which represents the history. So she begins to tell a story of how she sees her strengths. And again, there you are. You're embedding the language of strengths. You're, you're giving someone the chance to say, here's how they show up for me. And now I'm repeating that story of strength through the remembering of that image. That's the whole idea behind a learning community. While a learning community can have some pretty profound aha moments for each individual, The impact it can have on a team is astounding. Going back to the example of the woman in the tulip fields in Amsterdam, Brian explains what that did for the rest of the group. No one really had this grand awareness of her attention to detail. And so when she began to talk about the individual tulips and how she saw that, because I just saw rows of color. Sure. So no one really thought that she was paying that close attention to the details of individuals because she had the strength of individualization. That was the first aha. And that's part of what we're trying to get at is for people to be like, oh, that's what you're doing. And then, of course, the structure and organization that's represented by how those fields of tulips are actually planted. Now, many people on her team knew that she was that structured. Hmm. But to then put that image there and for her to be able to explain in her own words why that's so important to her, that's part of the big aha of why this is important and then transferable. We as consultants mm-hmm. are trying to like open up a little more someone's understanding on a colleague that they're working with. Then that individual then has a chance, the person that we're talking about with this picture then has a chance to give some feedback to what it is that they're hearing from us. Like, you know, affirming what we've done, maybe asking us some more questions and they get a chance to feedback in that experience lifetime. Then we ask their team members to also give feedback. So they're providing validation of saying, oh yeah, I totally see that at work. They also have a chance to ask questions. So by the process of the learning community, we're illustrating how strengths show up. Then we ourselves are contextualizing it within that work group Hmm. so that others on the team can see that as well. Then we're also applying this to who they are as a team member who they are as an influencer of others. So there are many different bounces that we go off of from just the teaching of this image. Have any of you ever seen this behavior? Yes. Well, here's how that behavior is helpful in making decisions. Has anyone seen how this person interacts with people like this? They'll be like, yep, they give their own examples. And then here's how that, so then we'll make the application. Here's how that person can help build relationships within this team. You see where this is going? Going back to my first example of my son and I trying to put together Legos, Once we had those things assembled in the right way, we now had something to play with, something we could imagine and dream about. Maybe the pirate castle thing could be in space, or maybe the pieces could fit together to become something entirely different. Brian says that's kind of what we're doing in a learning community. It's like we're actually taking something that they already had, all these pieces, this pre-existing understanding of what strengths are, we're assembling them in an image. And then we're handing that image over and we're actually giving those people something to now imagine into. So now all of a sudden you and your son are are playing like you're pirates or something. And that all of a sudden leads into more ways to experience how those Legos came together. Through that image, 
we're giving people the opportunity to not only reinforce what they see, this pirate ship, if you will, but then also imagine into, well, let's do this with this. Let's apply it here. Let's maybe disassemble it and put it back together with the same pieces. But that's what's happening here is it's not just saying, here's a piece of paper, go read this. Here's an image, imagine into it, retell the story, rework what you're seeing here and begin to put it within your context on your own. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes not only more personal and more applicable, but it becomes more relational. At the end of the day, the work that we do with strengths is about building relationships. One-to-one, one one within a team, within the culture Mm -hmm. that, that they're in, that's what's going on. And if someone can start to build relationships or strengthen relationships just through the telling and retelling of this story... Uh, then I think that we're really, tr- we're, we're really accomplishing something. Now, you may be wondering how to replicate this activity on your team. It's actually not that difficult. Just ask those on your team to find an image that best represents how their strengths work together. Have them pick the context. It could be work, home, whatever. Then choose their picture. Google Image Search is tremendously helpful here. Later... In a meeting, give each person two or three minutes to share the image and explain how that image represents their strengths. Then allow for other team members to provide feedback. It's a five-minute exercise per person and can be easily accomplished during your next team meeting. To show you how easy this is, here's Brian and I doing this right on the spot. So Nathan, why don't you just name your five strengths? All right. Um, I know one of your strengths is ideation. This might even work right now. All right. So what are your five strengths? Ideation, futuristic, adaptability, communication, and we'll go with maximizer okay. for right now. And so if I were to ask you to yeah. think of an image um, that you would search for, um, that you would say, this image really captures how my strengths work together, what might that, that image look like? What might that image be? All right. So I think that image might be, now you're going to see my ideation working here. It would I be, can see your ideation it would be, working I know, right now. It would, it would be something <laughs> that... Um, helps people move forward helps mm-hmm. people come to a uh, a peak a pinnacle something mm. that they hadn't hadn't reached before so off the top of my head i'm thinking of some sort of mountain guide going gondola up. a gondola yeah something like that oh, wow. I, I was thinking of a mountain guide like oh yeah leading someone up a mountain you're way more hands-on that's because, true because well so there's that so being part of it but also um i took a mountaineering course a few years ago <laughs> And there's this, there's this part of it where it's very, uh, uh, the, the route is set up the mountain because mm-hmm. of, of glaciers and whatever else, but there's also, it's shifting all the time. It's moving. So while it's set, it's also, it needs to be very adaptable. Mm-hmm. There's not necessarily a straight line yeah. from where you're going. And so thinking about what this person does is there's, uh, you know, we're going to get up here. It might not be clear how we're going to get mm-hmm. there, but up here is you know, for purposes of this conversation better than down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and having to communicate where, where they're going and how, how to get up there. Um, I think that's good. Is that, is that what, is that what you're looking for? Is totally. That because if, if we had an, an image that was an image of a mountain guide that is making uh, his way up the side of a mountain with people following that to me mm-hmm. completely makes sense. Cause in the years and years that I've known you, I know that you are one that's not afraid to lead and knowing how that mountain guide probably works, he's been trained. He's done this before. Um, he's this person is is asking for us to trust him, and you got the gear. Like you're right. the kind of guy that's, that that's <laughs> going to think into what do we need, right. what do we not need. You're going to think about contingency plans, and you're going to be totally adaptive. And mm-hmm. so, even in what we just did, 
I can affirm that I've, I've seen some of your strengths working together, like that, that futuristic side looking up, like this is where we're going to go, the ability to adapt and maneuver along the way, how ideation makes stuff up as we go based upon what you have, the material resources that are there. Right. And I, yep. you know, thinking about my maximizer too, I'm getting into the whole thing here, but like thinking into like, I want the best possible gear yeah, you do. to yeah. be, so when that adaptable situation comes up or when I need to like ideate on how do I reuse this, I'm, I'm well prepared. I think that's where my maximizer comes, yep. comes to play there. So yeah, we could, we could do this all day. Well, there's an example <laughs> of just even how now we just quickly came up together with an idea. And then how you explained how that image would apply to you and how you're interpreting it. And then myself, as someone who's worked with you for years, how I've seen sure, yeah. those same behaviors and how you've led us as a company and how you've been a leader on our jobs. Another thing you can do when you really get into it is begin drawing lines to what people are talking about and connect them with the actual names of the themes of strength. If you do this activity, we'd love to hear how it goes contact us at connect.leadershipvisionconsulting.com or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks again to Brian Shubring for sharing some insight into our learning community process. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, Visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening.